Well, I think that's really key too when you're planning any type of event, retreat, mastermind, conference, like whatever it might be. I mean, you have to go into it understanding that not everything's going to be absolutely perfect and that you'll learn from that and you'll be able to implement or change, pivot, whatever next time. Um, but also setting those expectations and just like really having a good understanding of what you want, uh, what the goal of the event or the retreat or whatever it is is yeah so it's with a bit more clarity um i think when it is the first time we always have the mvp version so the minimal viable Mm. product i mean Mm -hmm. that comes from the SaaS world i think mostly in tech um what is the most minimal viable version of this event because we realize it's our first time we can't possibly achieve the the number 10 version of what this thing is supposed to be so what is the minimal viable that we think is really solid experience and if we can pull that off that's success Hey friends, it's Nicole and Kate, your girls from across the globe, Sydney, Australia, and Puerto Rico to be exact, and we're so excited to be sharing this time with you. I'm Kate. And I'm Nicole, and welcome back to another Candid Conversation with us. Each week, we bring you a new conversation about a topic that we can relate to. We share our own experiences and thoughts in the hopes that you'll realize that one, you're not alone, and two, that open and honest convos can lead to awesome discoveries, shifts in perspectives, and energy to move ahead with confidence. Because that's what real friends do. They provide love, support, and space for one another to share without judgment, speak without hesitation, and to learn from each other, even when we don't agree. And with that, let's dive in. Hi, Kate. Hi, Nicole. (laughs) Did I get in there? How are you? You you might have just gotten in there. (laughs) How are you? I'm great. I'm great. How are you? I'm good. For those of you tuning in, you know that we just record audio or we just publish audio. But when Nicole and I do these chats, we always love seeing each other. So we're on Zoom looking at each other. And so I think we feed off from some energy that is... A little extra, there little is, extra visual energy. There is, there is a little bit of extra energy. I love it. Yeah. Oh, well, I was just thinking, I said the word competition and it made me think immediately I saw one of your Insta stories of a tennis court in the evening and I'm like, nighttime tennis? What's this all about? What, what's going on with yeah. that? Because we haven't, we haven't, yeah, you haven't given us an update on your tennis league. Yeah, so Tennis League isn't started quite yet. There actually is a league going on right now, but I didn't join it because I actually don't like playing tennis at night and all the games are at night. So you might be wondering, why was I playing tennis at night? Mm, (laughs) I was playing tennis at (laughs) night because a girlfriend of mine here in the community and I, we signed up for, they do every year a member guest tournament. So you you team up, it's doubles, and one of you has to be a member of the athletic club and one person has to be a guest. So they basically want you to do their marketing for them, <laughs> which Very I'm cool with. clever. <laughs> <laughs> and it's this whole weekend event. They have parties and DJs and drinks and food. And then, you know, during the day, you're playing in a match. And it's here in our community. So me and my girlfriend were practicing. We were playing at night practicing because the two girls that we were playing with um, could only play at night. So uh-huh. we thought, okay, we need to get in these plays before the tournament so that we can practice together. Even though neither of us like playing at night, we both 
took one for the team, literally, (laughs) so that we could get some practice in. So we had a great time. It was really fun. And, you know, at the end of our time that night, I was like, okay, nighttime tennis isn't that bad. (laughs) Yeah. Well, why didn't you like it initially? Is it? It's really buggy that time of night, which I don't like. Um, Also, I have... I don't have great night vision. And so Mm. those like screaming lights on the court and trying to focus on the tennis ball is not super easy for me. So, you know, just a couple of things like that. Um, But there's pros too. You know, it's cooler. So Mm, during the day, it's just like so hot and the courts are outside. So you're in the sun the whole time, which is not super ideal. Um, So there are pros and cons. Oh, yeah. Those bugs. Ooh. Because we get those now. Yeah, because in Sydney, it gets very tropical and warm and balmy as we get into the warmer um, months. Yeah. And, you know, we, Omer and I still love going out on walks and our nighttime walks. But I'm always afraid there's going to be this cockroach that's just going to fly into my face. And I'm like, because oh, I, I know that they're out and about, you know, the warmer Sydney gets. So I'm like, I could definitely, uh, yeah, I can relate to that, you know discomfort with the bugs flying. Do, do without the bugs <laughs> I know right <laughs> um and what about you you had a more enjoyable outdoor experience this past weekend yes oh I had it yes I had a very uh lovely R&R type of weekend which I you know I, I say that with a little bit of um delight extra delight because this coming weekend, we're going to be working. Um, so it was really nice that this past weekend, Omer and I kind of, we had a few kind of like indulging activities. On the Friday night, we went to a spa that offered a float tank. Have you ever done those Ooh. sensory deprivation pools where you... No. S- yeah, it was the first How time. How was it? I really liked it. He didn't love it too much. Um, I enjoyed the experience. Well, you have to be closed in there, right? Well, most of those places, yeah, it's like a pod that closes. So yeah. a lot of people don't like that. Um, in this particular place, it was an actual open pool. So you weren't closed in, but the room was very dark. Um, but you're uh. not, yeah, you're not closed into like a very tight sort of space. Um, and you're just floating in this they put salt like hundreds of kilos of magnesium salt and so you just you're buoyant and you stay up and you've sounds amazing i yeah i enjoyed it it was it was good it was really good it was a very different experience um don't know if i'd repeat we're going to repeat it anytime soon um but it was definitely a good uh, experience and then i had uh, i did two yoga sessions which was great one of them was with a girlfriend and then we had brekkie and um yeah like a long kind of extended breakfast and long conversation afterwards so that was really mm-hmm. nice and on one of the days i took my mum to the city and we did a little shopping day together which was super fun I still haven't seen your clothes. I can't wait to see them. It sounds like you got so much cute stuff. I did. I kind of, like I said, it was a bit of a, yeah, different type of weekend. Um, But yes, I will share photos soon when I wear that outfit that I bought for a special occasion. (laughs) Stay tuned. Well, good for you. I'm glad that you were able to have kind of more an R&R weekend since, like you said, given this weekend, you're going to be working a lot. So that's good. Yeah, lots of fun. Yeah. Well, speaking of working weekends, 
Today's topic is all about planning your own mastermind or retreat. And Nicole, I know that when we're in that mode of planning a mastermind or a retreat or an event or something like that, you feel very full on for a long time. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we're going to be talking about the many moving pieces and the amount of work that goes into planning your own mastermind or retreat. And also about how worth it every single second of it is because of the incredible experience that everyone is left with, including you, the host. Yep. Um, but before we dive in and start talking about the planning aspects, I would love to kind of define these different things so that our friends who are tuning in who might not be familiar can come on this journey with us today. So Nicole, I believe you have some definitions for us of a mastermind, a retreat, and then I think we're going to be using event and conference kind of interchangeably. Is that yeah. right? Yes. And yeah. I think, you know, while retreat and event conference might seem really obvious, like, yes, we get it, what it is. Uh, but I think a mastermind in particular is not always clear to people. I know I've had mm. um, experiences where I've shared, oh, I'm, you know, I've got my mastermind session with my girlfriends this weekend or this week. And the person that I'm talking to has just looked at me like, what's a mastermind so helpful (laughs) helpful i think to define what it is exactly and i took this definition from tony robbins website defining a mastermind a mastermind group is a group of peers who meet to give each other advice and support it's similar to mentoring but has several important differences uh firstly it will have five or six members um so instead of being like a one-on-one uh thing one-on-one meeting And in a mastermind group, you both will give and receive advice, uh, while when you're being mentored, you're typically on the receiving end. So I think what's important about that is that you're giving and you're receiving advice. Yeah. And and certainly when I think of like mastermind events that we've done, it is very much a collective experience mm-hmm. versus like one person is teaching and everyone else is learning. Yeah. It's very much like everyone is very engaged and involved and immersed in the conversation versus it being like a one to many, like someone standing on a stage that you would see at a conference or an event. Exactly. Well, let's Speaking of a conference or event, on the other hand, a conference is a meeting and it usually lasts a few days and it's usually organized on a particular subject or, you know, when people, people are coming together who have a common interest uh, around that subject. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when I think of a conference or an event, like maybe we go to a podcasting conference, like everything at that conference is going to be focused on that one topic or area of interest. Exactly. And finally, a retreat is a quiet, isolated place that you go to in order to rest or do things in private. So when I think of a retreat, um, I usually think of a wellness retreat or a yoga retreat. It's usually like in the health and wellness space. But uh, I think from our conversation today, we may see that there's a little bit more of an expanded yeah, I think retreat is very much like in the uh, the common realm of conversation. Like if somebody's headed to a retreat, I think it's very widely known that there are wellness retreats or yoga retreats. But yeah, we'll be talking about retreat in a little bit of a different way today, but along the same lines. It's the same mm-hmm. idea. You're not going and being like intense at work or 
you know, brainstorm. Well, you might brainstorm, but yeah. it's it's not so much focused on a lot of doing as it is an experience. Yes. Or maybe more reflecting as well as mm, part of the experience. Mm-hmm. And I think the location. Oh yeah, that's a good one. And the location too, I generally think of a retreat in an, there has to be some sort of natural aspect to it. Like it's not going to be in a skyscraper mm-hmm. in the middle of the city. It's going to be somewhere where there's nature around you. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you for that, Nicole. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> we got our de- <laughs> definitions down pat now. Yes. Now that we have the definitions, let's dive in. And I'd love to start by hearing a brief overview of all the things that you and Omar have put together or hosted, and I'll share mine too. And then really for the rest of this episode, each of us is going to dive into focusing on just one of those, and we'll talk more about the planning aspects of it, which I'm super excited about because I have so many questions for you. You know, I love all the details. Likewise, <laughs> I've got a lot for you too. Yeah. And I, and I think that for those tuning in that, you know, this topic is really like if you've ever considered um, being a part of a mastermind, running your own mastermind mind, or if you're curious about how events are run, conferences, or maybe you've considered doing a retreat for your business, um, even for your team, which we're going to be talking about, then um, I think there's going to be a lot of good stuff in this episode. Yeah, I think you could even plan a retreat for a group of friends. There's lots of possibilities. Definitely. Mm, which which we're doing. We're, we're going to have to talk about that Ooh. at some point on this podcast. So excited. <laughs> um, okay. So, Nicole, give us a full picture of your experience with planning masterminds, retreats, and events. Can you kind of list off for us what you've done and maybe a time frame? Okay. So, in the eight years now that Omar and I have been running our business, we did run one conference type event and that was back in 2015 we had recently launched our webinar platform our software webinar ninja and so in 2015 about a year after we launched uh, we put on this event called webinar ninja live and it was in san diego awesome and you had like a couple hundred people how many people were there there was i'd say just around a hundred yeah. Okay. It's just around 100. I had the and pleasure you, of, of speaking at that event. It was very did. well orchestrated. Oh, mm. look, I am so great. When I think back to that event, um, I think what really stands out is the speakers because they're all our friends who honestly did us a real solid to come to that event. You know, speakers that get paid to speak you know, who are very well known in their space, um, really came and showed their support. And uh, like the content from that event, uh, I, we still refer to it because it was just so, so good. Um, so mm. that was an interesting experience. We haven't r- done another conference or event since then, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, it's definitely not the last time we plan on doing something like that, but it's a big deal when you're trying to put on a, a conference or an yeah. event of that, of that nature. Yeah. Okay, so what, what what was next after that? Okay, so then the next big thing uh, would fall under the category of a retreat. Um, hmm, yeah, a retreat because it was our team retreat. So with our company, as the company has kind of grown and team members have kind of grown and our team is distributed, everyone is around the world, uh, we decided to bring everyone together in 2019 into one location, um, which was Ubud in Bali. Indonesia. And um, that was the first time we met our team members, those who could make it, not everyone was able to make it in person. And we'd been working together, there were team members that 
were almost with us for like up to five years. And this was the first time we met them in person. Wow. Your retreat sounded so amazing. I remember combos that we had like in the process of you planning it and you were just putting so much TLC into it. I was thinking, man, her team members are lucky. <laughs> and it sounds like it went off quite well. Yeah, no, it did. I, You know, anytime I think that Omar and I have put our minds and, and decided, okay, we're going to do this, whether it's at an event, a conference, a retreat, uh, if it's the first time, Really success for us is that it it goes as well as it can. Like there's no disasters or major dramas. Yeah, it's interesting. What what does success look like? You know, we we always set a purpose for each of those events. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if we... We understand that there's always room for like improvement. Not everything is going to go perfectly well. But if we hit all the things that we, you know, if we hit the goal of that event, then we feel like it's it's success. Well, I think that's really key too when you're planning any type of event, retreat, mastermind, conference, like whatever it might be. I mean, you have to go into it understanding that not everything's going to be absolutely perfect and that you'll learn from that and you'll be able to implement or change, pivot, whatever next time. Um, but also setting those expectations and just like really having a good understanding of what you want, uh, what the goal of the event or the retreat or whatever it is, is. Yeah. So it's with a bit more clarity. Um, I think when it is the first time, we always have the MVP version. So the minimal viable mm. product. I mean, mm-hmm. that comes from the SaaS world, I think mostly in tech, um, what is the most minimal viable version of this event? Because we realize it's our first time. We can't possibly achieve the the t- number 10 version of what this yeah. thing is supposed to be. So what is the minimal viable that we think is a really solid experience? And if we can pull that off, that's success. Mm-hmm. That's what I wanted to say. Okay. Awesome. (laughs) And then um, I believe the event that you'll be, well, if I'll let you define what it is, but I believe what you'll be focusing on today for our combo is OzCon. Yeah. So I think for this, the purpose of keeping our discussion, you know, within an hour versus five hours, which I know (laughs) we could go into, um, we'll talk about OzCon, um, which is our latest um, event. And I will Mm -hmm. disclose, I suppose, the breakdown of it's not an event. It's not, it's not just an event. It's not just a mastermind and it's not just a retreat. It's actually all three. So I'll share. Whoa. Look at us. We're lucky. (laughs) (laughs) We get the behind the scenes of a tree trio. Trio. Well, yeah. we'll have to we'll have to come up with a name for it by the end of today's episode. <laughs> oh yes, let's let's workshop it on this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. And then also, I mean, you and I together have in a lot of ways been hosting our own mastermind for the last several years with our girlfriend Cass. Um, before that, we had another girlfriend on with us, and um, and was it, I guess it was the four of us for maybe like one meeting. Mm. Didn't we all four? Yeah. Maybe maybe just the three of us. I think 
when when Jenny, one of the original Golden Girls, departed, Cass came in, and it was through mm-hmm. it was through Jenny that uh, we met Cass and and, and introduced yeah. and were introduced to her. Yeah, that's been that's been a ton of fun. Our our mastermind, and yeah. So when I talk about it with people, um, they're like, "What's that? They want to learn more. They don't immediately know mm. what is a mastermind. What do you do? What do you talk about?" Yeah, and that really, I think, like even just what we've been through thus far, and that you've described to us that you guys have hosted. It really shows the breadth and depth of what's possible because we've talked about everything up until this point, um, a conference, a retreat, an event, a mastermind. Most of those were in person for you. One of them was 100 person. One of them was your company retreat, maybe 25, 20. The company retreat was nine people that were actually able to make it. Oh, nine. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Out of the team at the time was like 17. So not everyone could make it. Okay. Which is understandable, you know, getting, expecting people to travel. Sure. Yeah. From all over. Mm -hmm. Uh huh. And then uh, OzCon was... 12 of us. 12 of us. 12. Mm-hmm. Including Omar okay. and myself. So 10 other people. And then our mastermind is completely virtual online and there's three of us. So there's really like, you know, we, we quote unquote defined these things, but they can really be whatever you make them yeah. to be, right? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, I will run through um, the experience that John and I have had um, and the different events that we've thrown. Uh, going back to and kind of thinking about this as we were doing the outline, I guess um, we've never really done a conference per se um, or a retreat or a retreat. Although when I was thinking about it, and it's funny you say that about OzCon. I'm kind of thinking that what we have done has kind of been a blend of. Mm-hmm. A couple different things. So we've hosted what we've referred to as a mastermind two times here in Puerto Rico called Puerto Palooza. Uh, the first time it was with five people. The second time was with seven people. Wait, wait, wait. Before and you go further, Puerto okay. Palooza. Love yeah. the name. <laughs> what is a Palooza? I, know, I feel like I know the definition, but I'm not sure. What does a Palooza mean? Such a great word. It's basically a party. <laughs> I love it. (laughs) I love it. Okay. (laughs) So this was, and this is actually, um, we do it, what I think generally would be referred to as like high end. It's all inclusive. So you buy your ticket and you get here and then everything is included. We book your stay for you. We feed you. We water you. (laughs) um, You know, everything's included. Uh, So we've done that twice. And then Two times we've done bonus events. Mm. Uh, that's what we've marketed them as. Okay, well, wait, sorry, real quick. So Puerto Palooza, we called it a mastermind, but because it was that high end, I also kind of think of it as a retreat. And just the fact that it's in Puerto Rico too, the location. Like yeah. I've, I've, you're hosting it at your place, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, it's a little slice of paradise. It's beautiful yeah. palm trees, ocean view, tropical weather. <laughs> yeah. So I think for a lot of people, it does kind of feel a little retreaty mm-hmm. at the same time <laughs> in a great way. Yeah. <laughs> yep. yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and then those bonus events that we've done, we've done that twice. And those have been parts of bonus packages that we've put together for people when we, affili- when we do affiliate for Tony Robbins and Dean mm-hmm. Graciosi. So we've promoted their course. We promoted it three years, but two years we added a bonus event for people who joined through our affiliate link. 
And both of those events were also in Puerto Rico. So I guess everything we've done has been here in Puerto Rico. Mm -hmm. One of those was in person and we had like 40 people come down for that. And then the other one was during COVID. So it was actually virtual. Um, So we did that. So we've done an in-person and we've done a virtual. Amazing. Wow. Oh, so many questions. I know. <laughs> I have to, I, even just thinking back on it too. I'm thinking like, wow, I have so much to say about this. I know. Um, <laughs> so, okay. What made you now? Okay. We've looked at all the different events and masterminds and retreats and combo things that we've done. Thinking about one specifically. So OzCon for mm-hmm. you, right? Yes. What gave you the idea for OzCon? That's a good question. Um, it was actually Omar's idea. It's his brainchild. As often as happened in our you know, decade together, he'll come to me with an idea. And I'm such a come along with kind of gal that I'm like, sure, that sounds great. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. So, okay. So Omar and I have traveled when we moved to Australia, we would travel back to the US a lot for conferences. You know, when we were living in, in the US, we would be at a conference at least once, like every every other month. Um, mm-hmm. And so I think there were lots of times when we had traveled back that someone would say, oh, do you know so-and-so? So-and-so is in Australia. You should know them. And we'd be like, um, either, yeah, we've heard of them um, or met them once, but don't really know them so well. So I think this kind of idea of like, well, hang on, we don't always have to travel. There are amazing people. They're really cool, interesting people doing amazing things here in Australia. And I think this really came also front and center with with COVID when we absolutely could not travel anymore. Mm -hmm. And so I think this kind of maybe ruminated a little bit in Omar's mind of like, there's, you know, there are great people here. We don't always have to travel. How about we, you know, create something where we're able to meet these amazing people, get to know them better, establish these deeper connections, learn from each other. And yeah, I I think what's amazing about like the, the type of experience that you guys have put together for this is, and correct me if I'm wrong, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't seem like you guys are hosting this event to make money. Like that's Mm -hmm. not really a, a guiding or a leading principle for this. It's more about putting yourself in a room with really high level people And really putting yourself in a room with a lot of other super inspiring people to be able to deepen that connection and learn from each other. So very much like a mastermind feel in that respect. Absolutely. Yes. It's while there is a price tag to it, because of course there are expenses and um, there's always going to be, you know, a cost for running these things. The, Mm -hmm. the, the, the goal of it is not to make this a very highly profitable event. And I think with an event like this with masterminds in particular, I think where it lends more to that definition of this, what is a mastermind and, and, and why masterminds are so powerful is that it's all about the relationships. It's relationships based and you can't put a price on relationships. Yeah. You know, as a participant, the value of a relationship goes well beyond what you pay for the ticket price. And on, from the organizer's side, you can't put a price on the experience that you're able to provide and facilitate for the, for the group. And mm-hmm. so, 
while yes you can you know you can you can choose to run it at cost you can choose to run it at a very minimal profit margin all of that it's absolutely not amount about you know making huge profits where whereas i think at a conference or an event an event could you know that's much larger scale with you know many more participants and involves a lot more moving parts all of that i think um maybe the financial side of things is is different to 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 a mastermind yeah i i also tend to have an experience when i think about conferences and events it always seems like it's such a hard sell like Organizers are just so heavily reliant on ticket sales because they need to cover their expenses and they want to make money. And so you're like hustling to get sponsors and all this stuff. But then on the flip side, it seems when you're doing a retreat or a mastermind or kind of this more high level experience where I guess, I guess one of the major differences too is that you're putting very high level people in a room together. Whereas at a conference, you kind of are with the people you're with. Exactly. Like yeah. they might be ahead of you. They might be behind you. And I don't mean that in like a comparison way, but of course you want to make sure that you are, you know, getting something out of yeah. what your investment and everything. But yeah, these, these higher level experiences, it, it very rarely seems that as the host, you're having to beg people to buy a ticket. Like people at that level want in and they are more than willing to make that investment. That's what really blew my mind about this because we hadn't done something like this before. And I realized how you're exactly what you said, like it's such an easy sell in a way. And I don't mean that in a, in a cheap kind of markety way. Like it's, it's just a no brainer because people of that high caliber and who understand the benefit and the power of that what is it? The proximity principle, the people that you have around, around Mm you, there is like, it's, it's priceless. It's it's absolutely priceless. Mm -hmm. So you're not sitting there going, Oh, what is this $700 ticket? Does it include lunch? Or, you know, they're not looking at all of those details. Do I get a snack for that? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Which makes sense when it's like a a 1000 person conference and, and and all of that, Mm -hmm. where you're traveling and you, you know, you're, you're factoring in all the expenses that you have to, you know, put up front to travel and all of that. But with this type of event, it's, 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 it's on a different level. So it's been a very powerful experience. So with your mastermind, would you say you've experienced the same thing as in like, it's just been absolutely easy. People want in. Yes. Yep. I, I do feel that way. Um, so much so that, like I said, the first year we had five people, the second year we upped it to seven. We were kind of trying to like, test out the boundaries, Mm. I guess you could say, to see like, are we able to create the same experience adding more seats? Because you do have to be careful about that, right? Like if if you want to create this very intimate experience where people feel like they have this direct access to you and this very much like small group setting, plus we were hosting it in our home. So there's Mm -hmm. only, you know, so much we can do in, in our own home. It was, you know, kind of like, we have so many people asking us and telling us that they want to come to this. Like, what can we get to without, you know, killing this experience? Yeah. And I do feel like going to seven, um, 
I feel like it was the right number, but any, I don't think we could ever do more than that for this particular type of experience. I think Mm -hmm. seven is really the cap for us. Yeah. Okay. Um, if we were willing to like do a different event space or, you know, kind of go outside of our community, then I absolutely think we can make it happen. But, you know, to be honest, when I think about, Ooh, this is interesting because I know we're going to be talking about values in a future episode. It almost like when I think about the experience that we're trying to give people, it's so intimate that something about having it in our house is part is a big part of it. Oh, um, and I think taking it outside of our home would it wouldn't deliver the same closeness Mm -hmm. or that same feeling of like we're inviting you know inviting someone into your home is like a very personal thing of course yeah (laughs) and and so that I I really do feel like that's part of the experience that we want to deliver it's a it's part of our goal of that uh, event and it, it wouldn't be the same if we weren't doing it here so that is such a good point about um the environment being a key part of achieving the goal because when we were planning for OzCon for next year for 2023 I felt like we it was Omar that that said to me this is like a jigsaw puzzle and I'm like yes yeah. exactly because we've got all these elements um that make up this whole thing this experience right it's not it's not a singular thing it's a it's a singular thing but it's made up of all these little parts and all these parts have to fit together really nicely so that you can achieve the goal and yeah one of those parts has to do with uh, the setting. So if with OzCon, uh, because it's a, it's an event that takes place around um, at the mountains, the snowy mountains, skiing and snowboarding is part of um, the act- one of the activities. You're in these lodgings that are very cozy and warm mm-hmm. naturally because it's cold outside and so there might be a fire or the, in- you know, the indoor space is nicely heated. And I felt that that was a part of the experience. This warm, toasty, cozy environment lent itself yeah. to people being feeling warm, at ease, comfortable, and then a and then, you know, these beautiful you know, free-flowing conversations came out of that because the setting was a part of that. So I can totally see how as soon as someone's in your home, then they you know, they feel so there's that welcoming you know, hospitality aspect to it as well. Mm-hmm. It just, you behave in a different way because of the setting. Yeah. I think the comfort is a, is a key word there. Like the comfort that you describe that you give to people in the setting is, is I think a lot, a big part of, of what we're giving people mm-hmm. as well. Like we're letting down a huge guard by, letting you into our home. Mm -hmm. And in return, that comfort is kind of well-established. And so I I love that. Uh, How many days is your OzCon? So we ran it for four, just four nights this year, four nights, five days. Next year for 2023, it will be five nights, an extra day. We're adding an extra day. Well, that was part of the feedback that we collected, that people uh, wanted extra time. I thought was really interesting. Yeah, definitely. And that brings up a great point about like post event, you know, what do you do after an event ends? And I think that asking for that feedback is such a huge part of it because 
there are things that when we were running our mastermind, I thought, oh, this definitely has to be a part of it. Like this is going to be such a big deal. And then it was like something that people didn't even mention, (laughs) you know, after the fact. So especially if you plan on running your event multiple times or your mastermind or your retreat multiple times, or even if you don't plan on running that particular one multiple times, but you feel like you might be doing this in the future, I feel like that's such invaluable feedback Mm -hmm. to, uh, to hear directly from your participants, what their favorite parts were, what they thought could have been better, even though that's kind of hard to hear, especially when you're the one that put it on. (laughs) Yeah, but I wanted that feedback. I was, we ran, Mm -hmm. I'm curious about you because we had an anonymous Google form that we asked everyone to complete. It was like the last evening of, so there was enough Mm -hmm. of, you know, that had enough of the experience to, you know, give us the feedback that we were looking for and but we wanted to capture it right then and there because it was fresh. Yeah. You know, when as soon as you leave, you know, you might not get to it. Did you, did you ask for feedback during the event, like towards the end or after they'd gone home? You know, I'm trying to remember, but you make such a good point about like getting their feedback when they're in the moment. Because once you leave, so much of that is the excitement and maybe the things that weren't so great, like they just don't seem that important anymore yeah. for lack of a better way to describe it. But when it, they've right? just like had that on with your daily exactly. life. Exactly. Or maybe that wasn't such a big deal, but if it was in the moment, they felt like, oh, this could be improved. Mm-hmm. It's The feeling is much stronger, closer to the event. So we just made sure that it was anonymous at least. Um, and that's mm-hmm. why we, we felt like we were able to capture really honest feedback. And then uh, as for us as the organizers, when we go back and we do our postmortem there's another way that I like I hate using the word postmortem when we when we do that Um, but then Omer and I just you know were able to sit through it with a bit of distance from the event and look at every you know piece of feedback objectively and um, Mm -hmm. you know and as we started to plan for for next year so definitely want to grab feedback of you know what went well and what didn't when you yeah All right, Nicole, last thing I want to chat about today is maybe each of us sharing a couple of our favorite things about planning and hosting events. So do you want to start with one of your favorite things about hosting planning and hosting OzCon? Yeah, I think you might be able to relate to this one. Um, You're in control. You're in Mm. control. And I don't mean that in a negative way, but in a positive way, you're in control of creating and curating the experience that I think you wish you could have been a part of somewhere Mm. else, right? You can solve for all the frustrating elements and other things that you feel like you've experienced before as a participant um, that you think, oh, I wish, you know, this could really be improved if they did this, this and this. I think you can at least as best as possible create that experience. Yeah. You know, I have a question for you off from that because you saying that I totally agree. And I think maybe that's another reason why I like doing it in our home because I have complete (laughs) control over like everything that happens. It's literally in my house, (laughs) but you've done your OzCon, you guys go Mm -hmm. to another location. So have you felt that in booking, say, at like a lodge, um, that they're then kind of locking you into other things that maybe you're like, well, I don't really want to do like a meal plan through you or something like that. Have there been little things like that? Or has it just always been a value add, whatever is a part of that package? Mm, For this year, I think we, we were really, really 
uh, fortunate with the accommodation and the lodgings that we chose. Nothing felt like there was anything extra or added that I can think of right now um, that felt like, oh, we don't need that, but thanks. Um, Whereas Mm -hmm. when it came to planning for next year and we were looking at different places, that was definitely a factor. So I can see how like you're at the total end of the scale there with full control by it being in your home. Um, So that's why, again, going back to that jigsaw puzzle, there's just all these little elements and pieces that you want to be just right down to like when it's the accommodation, all of those little factors, uh, the the, the layout, meals, all of those things uh, come into play as well. Mm -hmm. So as best as you can, you have, I suppose, being the organizer, um, you can, you know, control as much of the experience as you can. I'd say my favorite, favorite thing um, is that you become the connector. And that's a very Mm -hmm. fulfilling role, which I didn't really um, fully appreciate until we ran OzCon. This idea of people connecting at a deeper level and people who maybe who hadn't met before, who didn't know each other or people who Mm -hmm. had known each other, did know each other, but got to connect at a much deeper level. That was really rewarding. That felt good. Yeah. Well, and especially I'm sure you've experienced this with OzCon too. I mean, we have mastermind members who have like teamed up to, to start um, projects together, who have, you know, been huge supporters on each other's journeys. They're still very well connected today, very close, stay in touch all the time. Um, and, and that is a really cool feeling. Doesn't that feel good? Yeah, that's, that's, that's really cool. What about you? Yeah. Um, okay. So I would say one of my favorite parts is the details. Like I love getting into the details of what someone feels and how they experience like coming into the event for the first time or to the mastermind for the first time and what the, um, you know, touches for the breakout times are and what the touches for the one-on-one time are and the dinners, what the dinners include. And I, I just love, like, I feel like that experience adds so much to whatever the core of what you're Mm -hmm. doing is. Because of course, for the mastermind, really the benefit or the draw for people to come is spending one-on-one time with us. But there's so much more that influences the experience once they're walking away from it. And that's, I feel, in the details. And I love like digging into those and really trying to create like this exceptional experience that people won't forget. I love that. I mean, I'm with you there with being a detail-oriented person. I I can totally mm. re- resonate with that. Yeah. And I think I would say another one of my favorite parts is when the, I mean, this sounds kind of funny, but it's like when the event is wrapping up, because there's just so much that goes into the planning and there's so much energy and emotion that goes into actually running the event or the mastermind of the retreat. And you get to that final day and hopefully in our experience, I'm thankful for this, you know, everyone's talking about how incredible it was and how grateful they are. And that's just such a great feeling to know that you've 
you've given it everything you have. You've put so much energy and effort into creating this thing and that it's had a, a positive impact on others. And, and yeah, that just feels great. You're like, we did it. <laughs> Hence why we dedicated an entire episode topic in conversation to yes. this. Because we're just, it's, it is such an amazing, amazing feeling. I think both, this goes back to one of my values. I know we're going to talk about values is that you learn like so much. You've stretched yourself because you're, you're solving mm. problems along the way. Um, it's not like it's, Definitely. there's a lot that goes on and goes in. So you really do feel like it's this stretch opportunity and a learning experience for yourself. So you, you feel really enriched by the whole experience as well as fulfilled. Yeah. Ooh, we could talk about this for another three hours, I'm sure. Yes. Oh, my goodness. I love chatting about this so much, Nicole. And thank you for sharing your experiences. And I'm so excited to hear more as you get into planning the next OzCon event. I know you guys have already done some OzCon recon. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So excited to follow up with you on that and stay in the know. Thank you. So friends, as we close out today's chat on planning your own mastermind or event or retreat, (laughs) we hope that you've picked up a thing or two you can carry with you today and moving forward to give you that extra boost of confidence and support when you need it most. And friends, if you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review wherever you're listening to this podcast. If you have a friend in mind who might also enjoy our chats, share the podcast with them too. Send them to canrelatepodcast.com or have them search Nicole and Kate Can Relate on their favorite podcast app. Until next time.